I want to give a special thanks to Emma Rossi, who does our, our caricature art that you see on our YouTube page and YouTube channel. As well as I want to give a special thanks to our Marcello Pompey, I believe that's his last name. He's the one who designed our website, uh, the artwork that you see. So special thanks to that. And if you want to see more work, uh, check out Alma Arts at alma-art.com. That's Alma's uh, page where you can see all her beautiful caricatures and designs. And if you want to contact her for ideas for yourself, like gifts or, or parties, or she's the person you want to reach. This is the part I want to get to where I do corrections of our the podcast, where I kind of made a little mistake I wanted to make in our podcast. And also, since you're here, Evie, I wanted to discuss too with you a... a um, uh, a, a unification of some, something that we do. When we grade something, we always say like A plus or B or 8 out of 10 out of 10. We should just think of something that's maybe one one specific thing. So whatever you think is best. One, do you want to grade it by letter or a completely different kind of grading system? Um, numbers maybe numbers like yeah okay and the only reason why I say this is because I listened to the I listened to this little quickly podcast and I was like I went from B plus to B and what and I just I kept changing it around. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I gave I gave this a B plus and then a B and it's getting an eight out of ten. And I give, if I give something an eight out of ten, it's basically an A, right? Yeah, pretty right. much. So, uh, so if Agent Carter, I'm gonna give Agent Carter an A or a B plus, basically an A. So, uh, so as you hear this podcast, I screwed up and I, I acknowledge that I screwed this up. So I said B plus and I went to a B. I was not focused. So uh, it's going to be an A. A for effort. A for Agent Carter. Welcome to the show. I'm Ray. I'm Abby. And today we're doing the Agent Carter Season 1 uh, review. I'm going to summarize Agent Carter in like four minutes. Okay, because this, I don't, this is one of the few times I actually want to review the entire show. Because there's so much to talk about. Uh, and Abby, whatever I miss, please feel free to jump in or just tell me if anything I, I kind of missed along the way. But just to give you, for those who haven't seen it, because I'm sure not, not a lot of people have seen the actual series, uh, or, or and if you did, you might have seen just the one shot, and we'll debate about the one shot uh, in this one too. Okay, so I'm going to so summarize eight episodes, uh, eight one-hour episodes in four minutes. Uh, here we go. Hopefully um, I do justice. It's 1946, and we find Peggy Carter working for the SSR, better known as Strategic Scientific Research in New York City. Still mourning the loss for Steve Rogers, her colleagues played by Shea Wingham as Chief Roger Dooley, Ch Chad Michael Murray as Agent Jack Thompson, and Enver Jokaj as Sympathetic Agent Daniel Souza. Uh, they all view Peggy as inferior due to her gender and assign her to clerical work. SSR begins investigating Howard Stark for selling weapons to enemies of the United States. Now Howard reaches out and convinces her to act as a double agent to help clear his name. Now offering the help of his butler Jarvis, played by James Darcy, Howard secretly returns and asks Peggy to recover a dangerous piece of stolen Stark tech. Later, we discover that the stolen tech is actually a vial of the Rogers' blood. These investigations are focused on a Soviet organization called Leviathan, and her covert work leads the SSR to stolen Stark technology. A young woman by the name of Dottie has moved next door to Peggy, and we learn she's an undercover Leviathan assassin who's been trained since childhood 
from a secret spy program, which we'll get into shortly. Now, Picker is reunited with these Howling Commandos, for those who've seen the first Captain America, uh, for a mission to infiltrate the Leviathan base to retrieve a psychiatrist prisoner named Dr. Yvchenko. Agent Souza discovers that Picky's working with Howard and is convinced uh, she's a traitor. Meanwhile, Dr. Yvchenko is revealed to be a key member of Leviathan and has the ability to hypnotize anyone around him and is working with Dottie. So while in custody, Piggy discovers Ivchenko is communicating with Dottie across the street and uses that information to regain the trust of Agent Suzo. But not before Ivchenko and Dottie take off with some new Stark tech. Dr. Ivchenko has also hypnotized Chief Dooley, who has sacrificed himself to save the rest of the team. Now, throughout the entire course of the series, Dooley has been investigating a World, a World War II battle in which German soldiers were allegedly massacred by a battalion of Russians. A German officer confirms to Dooley that they, by the time they arrived, the Russians were already dead and that Howard Stark had already visited the battlefield afterwards to clean up the mess. The stolen tech that Dr. Ivchenko and Dottie has obtained was revealed to be a gas canister that when released will cause those to fall into a raging psychosis and kill those around them. Now, Ivchenko was a survivor of that particular battle, and his real name was Johann Fenhoff, a.k.a. Dr. Faustus. Faustus and Dottie kidnap Howard Stark and hypnotize him into flying into Overtime Square on VE Day to spread the gas. Picky finds Dottie, who manages to escape, but Sousa was able to apprehend Faustus. Uh, at this point, Picky was able to communicate with Howard, similar to the final scene between Peggy and Steve Rogers, and he was able to communicate to Howard, who believes he was on his way to save Captain America and manages to break through his hypnosis, just in time before the gas was able to spread. And she and Howard were finally able to come to terms with the loss of Steve Rogers. And at that point, he poured out a vial of Steve's blood into the East River. And meanwhile, back at the SSR, Agent Thompson, played by Chad Michael Murray, uh, received all the credit. And in the post-credit scene, we see a gag Dr. Faustus uh, being put in a jail cell to whom he'll be sharing with Hydra's Arnim Zoloff. And that's how the credits roll. Um, uh, in a nutshell, that's really what really happened. There's a lot of stuff went on. Um, uh, we're just going to play a clip right now, and then we'll get back to hear, hear our thoughts. We now return to the Captain America Adventure Program, in which our hero's defenseless sweetheart finds herself in the clutches of evil. Now that's the Peggy Carter I need. When Howard came to me, I was damn happy to see him. I'd been wallowing in it since the war, wondering why no one would give Agent Peggy Carter a chance. You are a credit to your profession. Run, Peggy, run! If the men in your office can't see that, then they're fools. Not bad. What a girl. I hate you all. You know how busy the office keeps me. Peg, you work at the phone company. It ain't life and death. You have no idea. Welcome to the Pantheon, I'm Ray. I'm Abby. And today we're looking at Agent Carter Season 1. For eight episodes, it was really good. Um, it, it didn't seem too long. It was just enough. It could have been cut down maybe an hour or two. Uh, but I enjoyed it. And for those fans like myself who were, who were a fan of this movie uh, and who were afraid not to see Haley Atwell, this was able to get more of her back. Mm -hmm. um, and the proof was in the pudding when you go to the Comic-Cons. You see a lot of women there dressed as uh, Agent Carter, so you sure. could tell there was an audience for that. Um, so what was your thoughts of the series? At first, I thought it was eh, but then mm -hmm. as soon as I as, as I just um, gave it a chance, I really liked it. You know, a lot of 
spy stuff and that kind of um, got me um, uh, interested in it and all of the characters how they just blended um, like together for a certain cause I really yeah I, I definitely thought wow um, that this is good you know I hope there's a second season of it yeah, and uh, one of the things I uh, in an interview with some of the producers they made was that uh, one of the villains, the, who was like a, a female spy agent, yeah. she was part of the uh, Black Widow program. They don't they don't say that straight out in the actual uh, series, okay. but uh, yeah, you have your first class of you want if you want to call that of a Black Widow program in this. Oh, wow. So that was a character named Dottie. So she was the first uh, woman to play the a version of the Black Widow. Wow, a movie that comes out with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, is that a movie or a TV series? It's a movie. It's a movie? Bridget uh, Regan who plays Dottie, but you'll get an idea of the similarities between that and um, you know Florence Pugh's character, which we'll see later on with uh, Black Widow. Uh, I enjoyed it. I'm going to give this a, a, like a, like a C-plus you know, because it's a, it's a genre movie. It's a television budget. It was not that bad. I, I kind yeah. of enjoyed it. Uh, and of course, Haley Atwell, uh, amazing in this role. Yeah. Um, uh, we we reviewed the the one shot not too long ago. Uh, in terms of canon, do you, do you think this is still canon with the overall MCU? By just by looking at it, um, maybe because that uh, yeah. Luckily, I mean they don't do too much in terms of altering like or playing with the history too much. Right. I mean they, they do yes you do have Jarvis who you see later on into the um, uh, the end game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the characters, so they kind of allow the believability of certain characters to, to transfer across. And I think Jarvis is the only character that you see from the series, from a television series that was been allowed to parlay into an MCU movie. You're if, right. I, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, it yeah. was good. It was good. You know, glad that they brought uh, Jarvis in to help the um, mm -hmm. continuity. Well, it helps to, I guess, bring the movie along. Mm -hmm. I'd maybe give it a C. Mm -hmm. C or C plus. Like, you, did, you, did you feel a drag? Was because maybe I thought maybe they would they, they could have trimmed a couple hours off the show. Yeah, they could have. Yeah. But, but yeah, I liked it. it. Was nothing wrong with it. But no. it, yeah, it's just maybe a little too long. But it was fine. That's <laughs> true. All right. Okay. Uh, and uh, so now we get to put the show where we call this the double feature, and where we pair a film that we think would go best with Agent Carter. I would one. say uh, Wonder Woman. Okay, yeah, good, good one. Good because one. they were both, um, like, in the 40s, mm -hmm. you know, and they're both strong women, and they they could both fight. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, you know, I thought that's pretty cool, cool um, um, uh, features for a woman, um, like, in that day because of... Um, feminism and stuff yeah they didn't have much rights back then, exactly right? so, so she stood up for what she think or she, she used her feminine wilds to get what she wanted she manipulated the situation that's true too yeah so i kind of yeah that was kind of nice yeah all right well my pick i kind of wanted i don't know if i want to think think outside the box but i chose jackie brown oh okay right because uh, once pam greer you know and she's always been known as a very strong female archetype for sure. And uh, in, in this, in that particular film, she was double dealing both law enforcement and Ordell. That was a Samuel Jackson's character, mm -hmm. and trying to stay alive because they <laughs> both want. Well, Ordell wanted her dead. So at some point, you know, she was a woman who was strong, smart, and understood her surroundings, and was and yeah, again, like uh, Agent Carter, you know, was tough and smart, and uh, I think ahead of the curve. True, definitely. Well, from the Pantheon, I'm Ray. I'm Evie. We'll see you next week. Take care.